What's up? What's up with it? You're listening to the Bad Cow Podcast, where no cow is too big and no beef is too small. I'm your host, Lindsay May Be Bad. This show features adult content and adult language, so listener discretion is advised. I want you to do it to me, baby, honey, till the cows come home. What's up? What's up with it, everybody? Welcome to the Bad Cow Podcast show. First things first, before we get started, I just want to say thank you to the returning listeners who came back, the new listeners who stopped by. You both chose to have me in your speakers today, and I really appreciate it. As always, I hope you enjoy today's badness. Here we go. Today, we are going to talk about, you know, life and how people are fucking it up for everybody, really. Um, I, uh, I really wanted to touch on this topic for a couple reasons. The best way I've ever been able to understand anything is to apply my own experiences to it or to at least try to put myself in the person's shoes, whatever that may be, because I think that's the only way we can ever really move forward is if we try to understand, right? Transgenders. I don't even know if I'm saying that topic right. I'm sure I'll offend somebody, but I want to start by saying I love them, okay? Really do. Um, I think what it was that kind of sparked this curiosity for me is a few things. One, I see all these damn debates on YouTube over it, right? I see all those things on YouTube, right? That's one reason why I wanted to cover this topic. The other thing was a couple nights ago, I made some funny video about how I'm not a feminist because I'm not. I don't know what the term is for thinking women should get more than men, but I'm that. All the way, babe. Whatever, if anybody finds out what that term is, uh, wasogyny or something, that's me, okay? I'm not a feminist. I think we should get more, period. But anyway, so I made this post on my Facebook and a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine who I love, I've always valued her opinion and her, her viewpoint. It's sometimes really interesting how I even can rationalize that we're friends because we can be, be very opposing on a lot of issues. But that's my buddy and I know she's down for me and oh, fuck with her if you want to. I'll come for you. Uh, anyway, she felt the need to like message me about it on Messenger after she saw this post because I'm talking about how because the post basically says everything I just said to you guys about how women are better, men suck, and the only population I'll give credit to as far as getting any kind of nod from the women gender is transgender women. I'll give them some credit because if you have any kind of concept of how hard it is to be a woman and you still want to do that shit voluntarily, bitch, you got the biggest balls of anybody. That's what I said, right? And she real quick got on there and she was like, Lindsay, I don't really agree with that. And at first I was kind of like, I wasn't looking for... Friends, like, that's not what I was doing. That's, I'm not looking for an agreement. It was just supposed to be funny. She's like, yeah, but with the hormones and all, everything, it just doesn't make sense to me what you said. And, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take the post down because I don't want to keep getting messages like this from other people who I don't, you know, respect their opinion. This girl, I totally do. I will listen to what she says because oftentimes she does have a really good point. I just, I just value her and her friendship and, and just her and her thoughts and her as a person. So... I listened to what she said. I responded to what she said. We're still buddies. It wasn't a big deal. But there was something, that was another reason why I feel like I needed to research this topic a little bit more because there are, I mean, apparently there's deep feelings about it. There's people who have hardcore, like, like convicted opinions about it. So I look into it a little bit more because the only time I really thought this was an actual, like, because in all honesty in society, if you don't like people being transgender fuck off like you don't have to like them but they're here it's a very real part of our society get with it 
Um, you don't have to like them. You don't have to interact with them. You don't have to do any of that. But you don't get to restrict their rights and the liberties that we all get to enjoy here in a free country. That's not fair. The only real part in our communities is that we're seeing a, a discrepancy that needs to be dealt with is sports, right? When you have a transgender woman competing with biological women, it's only <laughs> obvious that there might be a bit of a disadvantage for the, for the biological women. As much as I don't like to admit it, men are kind of just, their physiology is a little bit stronger, bigger, faster. That's just how they're built. That's just how we're built, okay? I know a lot of women that'll be right there with them. Did you guys see that Killer Sally Netflix documentary? Oh my God, that bitch was buff. Buff. Um, so it's not like there aren't exceptions to that standard, but for the most part, men are built bigger, faster, stronger, right? So having a, a sports issue come up, where this guy with his, you know, he might be going through hormone therapy, but he's still whooping everybody ass on the track team. Like, that's, it, I can see why that's an issue. Not only in the Olympics, but for sports scholarships in college. There's a lot of areas where women are getting hosed because of this allowment, right? So I see people's issue. As far as the Olympics go or any other kind of sports thing, I think we should just treat it as we did when we were trying to include people with special needs into the Olympics. I don't know why they can't have their own from what I hear on things online, that's not good enough for them. But I don't, I don't want to sit here and repeat that because I don't know if that's true. And maybe it is. And maybe it's in the works. And at the end of this episode or at the end of what I'm done talking, I am going to include a, a bit of a, a clip from an interview that that guy, Ben Shapiro, I was talking about earlier, does with this really smart guy who I only came to know about in the last couple of years because of my nerd boyfriend, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, my God. This motherfucker is so smart. Not only about the things that he uh, specializes in, which is typically science, outer space, you know, physics and stuff like that. He's so smart. But he's also just an incredible critical thinker. And his response to Ben Shapiro, who was constantly trying to argue that everybody admit, accept, acknowledge that there's only two genders. He's always trying to push that narrative, right? And Neil deGrasse Tyson was like, you know what, bro? I got something for your ass. So I'm going to include that at the end of this clip. Because really, that's not even my biggest concern. I only have really one concern and one thing that I don't know if I'll ever be moved on as far as it comes to transgenders. And that is the hormone therapy for kids who are under 18. Now, as I said earlier, I like to try to put myself in that position. I like to try to understand where people are coming from. And if I have a, an experience that I feel like I can relate, I will use it in forming my opinion. Now, I understand that there is a, there's a term for what, what transgender individuals are experiencing when they feel like they are not in the right body, and it's called some type of gender dysmorphia, right? Or they just feel like they're in the wrong skin and bones. And that's a painful, excruciating thing. That's horrible, especially when you feel it as a child. There's no more isolating type of experience when you feel like you just don't fit in your body, which subsequently means you probably just don't fit in with anybody around you, or at least you feel like you don't. Oftentimes, I think these kids endure a lot of bullying and teasing, and they're just made to feel like shit about themselves on top of whatever they already naturally feel. A lot of them have a hard time expressing it to their family, who probably shuts them down. Like, as soon as they see a little boy playing with Barbies, mm -mm, mm -mm. that's not okay, right? They're just made to feel like they and who they are as a person is not acceptable. And that's fucking just horrible. I don't wish that on nobody. When I was growing up, I was always the fat kid. And this pales in comparison to what 
gender dysmorphia must be like, but I'm just trying to apply what I know so I can make my opinion, okay? I was huge. I was always the fat kid. For years, that was all I ever heard. I was always bullied about it, always teased about it. I felt so fucking horrible in my own skin every day, especially being around a lot of skinny, pretty girls in my class, having a pretty in-shape family that I was living with. I mean, I was just always the round little fuck fat person. I hated it. But now, because I'm a child, I'm not, you know, all I can really do is maybe maybe try to watch my diet, maybe exercise a little bit more, things like that. But I wish there had been some kind of plastic surgery I could go get. That would have been great. And I'm sure I would have jumped on it. I would not have cared about the risks. I would not have cared about what the long-term effects might be on my body. I would not have given a fuck. Where do I sign anything to change how I feel every day? But we don't do that. Why? Because the risk is huge. Huge. Nobody does that to a child, right? And nobody allows a child to make that decision for themselves. That's so a thousand percent irresponsible, right? That When I put it in that perspective for you, you look at that like, oh shit, they can't give a fucking kid plastic surgery. But they're giving them homework therapy. I didn't realize this was the case, but in Planned Parenthoods in California, they'll just hand you some testosterone walking in, no question. I mean, you don't have to have a parent there. You don't have to be over 18, and that's scary. The other uh, experience that I have as far as receiving treatment for something before I was the age of 18 to alleviate symptoms that were constant for me was ADHD and Adderall. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. It's not like I really had a choice with the Adderall, okay? I was young. My parents said... Your brain's broke, bitch. And they say this medicine helps. So they gave it to me. I took it. And honestly, it relieved a lot of my symptoms. And at the time, they said there wasn't a huge risk of addiction or or abuse with this medication. Granted, they didn't know much about it at the time. They said that as long as you take it as prescribed, you're going to be A-OK, Lindsay. 20 years later, uh, I'm in rehab for being a crystal meth addict. So it's not like I didn't have a lot of success with the treatment at the time. But I'm not sure if I could turn back the clock now. I don't know if I would go that same route. Hormone therapy is very serious, especially when you're receiving it prior to puberty. I don't think that's responsible. The reason why we don't let kids get tattoos, the reason why we don't let kids get piercings, the reason why they're not allowed to drink or smoke or go into the army or vote or rent a car or anything else is because they're not fucking grown yet. Let them grow up, please. I know a lot of people say, but they're just adamant. They really don't feel comfortable. Welcome to childhood. Love you. Respect what you're going through. And I sympathize a thousand trillion percent. But we're going to have to grow up a little bit before we make that decision, okay? When you're grown enough, like, to make that, by all means, Charlie, please do. If that still is what you feel is right for you, when you're 18, you go for it, girl. Don't let nobody stop you. Until then, I'm sorry, but I just don't support that. It's it's the risks, which are not really even that well documented yet because it's still such a new thing. It's they, they We don't even know how bad it could be. I know a lot of people say that it's irreversible and it's harmless. Bullshit. There's no way you can give a child hormone therapy prior to puberty and have it just be irreversible and harmless. That's not a thing. I don't care what these doctors are pushing. I don't think that's based in science at all. That's the only part I have an issue with. I just don't think that's right. I don't think we should be letting kids make those types of decisions about themselves and their future when they're not even able to grasp the concept of what their future is. They have no idea what lifelong consequences are. They've only been alive for like 10 years. That's all. 
That's all I'm saying. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and include the clip of uh, Neil versus Ben because Neil puts it so much better than I do. I really love his viewpoint. So just so you guys know, Ben is the little voice and Neil is the very wise voice. In case you guys aren't familiar with them, okay? All right, enjoy. What's up? What's up with it? Okay, so for those of you who are new here, this is the part of the show where I insert a sponsored ad for my podcast platform, Anchor by Spotify, telling you how great they are for anyone who is thinking of starting a podcast. But fuck that. Let me explain. Anchor by Spotify offers paid sponsorships for shows that reach a certain amount of listeners. They call it an ambassador ad, and it pays dick. And not the good dick. It's that limp, soft dick that leaves you feeling used and unsatisfied. Then they really make you feel like a hoe when they tell you that your ad expired because you reached too many listeners. What the fuck? That's when they tell you try different monetization strategies, like asking your listeners to pay for subscriptions. How thoughtful of them, right? <laughs> Don't worry. I am not going to ask my audience to foot the bill in this fuckery. Because you see, whether or not my show is heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or anywhere else, my hosting platform still gets promotion whether I have some asshat ambassador ad or not. So if this is the standard set by the industry, then think of me as a podcast pioneer who refuses to make pimping easy for these corporate bastards. Instead, I think I'll just shit on them in every episode I publish until I decide on a different platform to host from. <laughs> as always, thanks for listening and uh, let's get back to the show. But since I have you here and you're a science person, okay. you know science, I'm going to ask you to science for me a little bit. Sure. <laughs> but when, when it comes to transgenderism, uh, the the argument that is typically made by gender theorists is that gender is entirely separate from sex. Uh, you, you've seen the argument made that it makes no difference on average if men are stronger than women are, and that if we were to allow transgender women to compete with non-transgender women, then this would somehow not disadvantage biological women. And this seems to me absolutely ascientific, that if we're actually going to have a discussion about gender and sex, that that should be based in data, which suggests that mammals are, in fact, binary in terms of their sex, unless you have intersex birth defects, typically, or genetic defects. I'm happy to opine on this. Um, this only matters because today we segregate most, nearly all sports by gender. Otherwise, why do you even give a shit? <laughs> What's what someone identifies with? So this is we live in a free country, and with consenting adults and people free expression of who and what they are. Man, I don't love what I agree with you. I, I mean, it doesn't matter what you teach That's children. Okay. And, and so there's the there's the, the the matrix of of you know what you are biologically, how you express yourself, who you choose as a sexual partner. If we actually live in a free country, as we tell ourselves, people's freedom to behave in any of those ways should not concern you at all, nor are they requiring that you behave that way. Okay? Well, this is for their own freedoms, because well, we live in a free country. Now, what is unresolved here is, what do you do with sports? It's unresolved. And I follow that closely and I don't see any I don't see any meaningful solutions to come down off of that. Um, we know that hormones 
manifest differently in different people and have this whole thing with steroids. Steroids are hormones, right? And we rallied against steroids in professional sports because it gives you an undue advantage. So I, and I'm trying to think of what the future of sports would be in the world of a gender spectrum. And it may be, you don't specify whether it's a male or female sport. You just take measurements of what your hormonal balances are. And so you compete based on your hormones. <laughs> this is fun I had. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know where it's going to land. It, but... The WNBA won't be in business for very long <laughs> if, it's, if that's the case. It would just be, uh, you'd have to, you'd have to find some way to compete people against each other if you still care that sports is an interesting activity. I guess the, the area where it does come up in, in a non-sports area. Yeah, tell me. Uh, I don't would, know. What? So it would be, you, you talk in your book about the education of children and teaching children about science. And right, right now, children are being taught about the quote-unquote gender spectrum, which is not scientifically based. That is a, that is a theory-based idea. No, no, wait, 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 hold on. People express themselves on a spectrum. So you learn that. That's, I, I don't that's, that, that, that's, a, that's a social, that's yeah, a social sure. point, it, not a scientific point. It's, it's, Meaning we, we express ourselves hold on, hold on, hold on. In, based in different languages. Is that something you teach in science class, or is that something that you teach when you're teaching language? Um, so whether the fact that people want to express themselves on a spectrum, on a gender spectrum, whether that fact is something you want to put in a sociology class, or in a science class, maybe that remains to be determined. But it is a real fact about real society. Well, of course, nobody's denying that people identify how they want to identify. So, so, so the question I, is, what I, is the relationship of that to biology? Meaning that I, what, the argument is made that trans women are women, for example. And what that seems to mean is that trans women are identical to women. Now, if people want to say trans women are not biological women, obviously that is the case. But people don't seem to want to say that, although that is obviously scientifically true. Trans women are not biological women. Biological women are biological women. But where are you going with this? What, 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 is your, what, is your, what are you trying to accomplish by asking yourself, is it science or is it not science? It's how it's but, people in society. But, but, but this, is, this is a perfect example of an area where suddenly it doesn't matter to say things that are just true. Like, why is it, why is it bad or wrong to uh, point let, out? Let me, I have another way to... to approach this. Um, I care what is objectively true in the world as a scientist. Um, but let me not say even as a scientist, I just simply care what is objectively true. And science happens to be a pretty potent path to invoke, to find out what is true. And so if people express themselves on a gender spectrum, and that is an actual thing in an actual society. If we have not fully explained that scientifically, that's an interesting frontier to study. If you want to say it's only sociological, then it's the purview of the social sciences. I don't care who studies it. It's an interesting fact about society that's worth learning about. If to, to make it, to fight someone and say, it's not biological, it's just your this, it's... It's real and it's there. Well, because it's real because it manifests. But it, it, it is real because ma it manifests. But the the question of the of how to classify manifestation is a scientific question. Meaning that, for example, there's a there's a, a woman over at Brown University. Mm -hmm. She came out with a study that suggested that there was a phenomenon called rapid onset gender dysphoria, in which 
a member of a particular group would suffer from gender dysphoria and this person's immediate peer group would suddenly have an onset of gender dysphoria. This paper was so controversial that Brown tried to pull it and then was, was forced to re reassign it later. You see this sort of That's treatment a different of question. What you're asking now is, are there some topics that should not be studied scientifically? Right. And uh, is there some taboo? And Sam Harris speaks a lot about this. Yes. And um, I think the concern is if you study some topic that's a hot button topic and you bring scientific methods and tools to it, we don't trust, I'm, I'm interpreting here, I think we as a society don't trust that people in charge in a free country won't try to legislate something that will constrict people's freedoms in the face of that information. I think that's the fear. Well, isn't that... It's a fear. I mean, and isn't that... We don't trust our own ability to govern ourselves in the face of what could be some information relative to other, well, other kinds of information. Isn't that a bit of a problem? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not, it means it's not a free society. It's not a society of free inquiry, which I think you need, ultimately. But, um, yeah. My general take on all of this stuff, mm -hmm. from climate change to gender dysphoria to all these issues, is bring out the science and then let's hash it out. I think that the problem I'm seeing yeah, with a lot of scientists... What is your motivation? What, why, why, why does that matter? It matters because if you have political power, you could end up creating legislation that subtracts freedoms from people who previously were enjoying the same freedoms as you. The history of that exercise and make a better argument. doesn't end well. Now, well but the, the, the history of which exercise? Bring out all the science and let's hash it out? I'm saying if you bring out all the science and the politicians hash it out, the history of that exercise is a recipe for disaster if it involves discoveries that put people's freedom as defined in our Constitution at risk. But now you're arguing for limitations on, on areas of particular study. No, I'm arguing on... We need a way to shield, we need a way to protect people's freedoms in the face of whatever gets discovered scientifically. So I, 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 I'll give you, I'll give I mean, you, I agree. I, thought, I think that's what the Constitution is for, is to, is to guard rights from... But we're the, always I mean, fighting the Constitution. People who want rights are always fighting others who are saying they don't get the rights from the Constitution. This is a daily challenge on the progressive left. It is a daily challenge. Right. Here's an example. I was I, I forgot how I ended up getting this phone call. It was some magazine that serves the gay community. And they want oh, I remember why, because they wanted my opinion on. Um, there was some they wanted my opinion about whether being gay was biological or medical. Right, there's that new study that came out. Uh, this or study psychological. Of, right. OK. Right, right. And I said, I. Don't care which it is it, it find out what it is fine but the answer to that question should have no consequence on legislations or laws because for example suppose it's suppose it said it's purely biological okay then you say oh that explains it and then suppose it says it's purely psychological 
what are you going to do now? I said, well, now you can, you're going to go to the, 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 the reorientation camps or whatever those are called, where they realign you because they say it's psychological rather than biological. All of a sudden, people start behaving in ways in society that want to constrict the freedom of expression of who and what people are. And that is a danger. So maybe there needs to be a line in the sand, but science do what it does. But politicians keep us free. All right, everybody, that about wraps it up for today. We got another one in the books. Thank you again so much for your listening support. I can't tell you how much it means to me. If you ever want to shout me out or come see what else I'm up to when I'm not in your speakers, feel free. I'm on Instagram at Bad Cow Podcast, Facebook on Bad Cow Podcast Show. And if you ever want to reach me directly, you can do so at badcowpodcastshow at gmail.com. Look forward to hearing from you. See you next time. Bye.